All right, welcome to another episode of Victor the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Connolly sitting in for Kevin Dillon again. And, you know, this is, listen, Kevin Dillon clearly hit Cal Ripken. He ain't, right. but but this is serious. Kevin, uh, Kevin. Kevin has COVID-19. It's Kevin very has simple. COVID and he's going to be okay, but he yeah. is, he is sick. Right. And he's sick, but he's, he's good. He's, I think he's on the, on the back end of it. Um, but yeah, so, we, you know, we wish him the best and Kevin, Kevin's a beast. You know, so he'll he'll be fine. He'll get through it. Yeah, by the way, that kid's immune system is fucking. I mean, right. And, and he's also like he's kind of like one of those characters that you can just beat the shit out of, and he comes back. Like on the show, he broke a he broke an arm. Yeah, he broke. I mean, a he's lot tough of tough as nails. Something about Dylan getting it hits home that this is a real thing, and this can happen to any of us, especially in L.A. L.A.'s a hotbed for COVID. So yeah, and I really look this podcast. We all know we want it to be fun and light, and we really have no interest in getting into serious things. Right. But this is hitting home in a lot of places. My buddy Frankie Giovanello in Florida has it. He's been down for eight weeks. You know, like he's going to be fine, but he's been sick. And I think for the last time, three months, this is going to be over. Everyone right. take it seriously, right. and let's like get through this, and let's get Kevin Dillon back because I'm just not sure that uh, that Connolly can cover for it. I, yeah, I mean, I certainly can't bring home the laughs like that. Yeah. So Dillon, hopefully, will be back with us next week or the week after that, uh, the latest. So well, let's get into other things, right? I mean, you're stressed. I can see it. The se- I I know you so well. You know, we have this two-way glass here, so I, I see you. I see you parking, and I see you, like, staring at the meter in an angry way. And then you come in, you're stressed. What's happening? Is everything okay? I mean, listen, you know, I am. Lots of things are going on with this COVID thing. I did just get tested, so I feel good. But I don't want to be around anybody right now. Right, and, that's why uh, you would, didn't want to touch the volume for your headphones. I don't want to touch the volume. I don't want to touch anything and whatever. Anyone could say I'm paranoid of this and that. But I would like to get vaccinated. I'm not going to shave till I get vaccinated. Is that what that is? Because it, it feels like a protest beard that you <laughs> going on. Doug's got a crazy beard happening. I mean, I just, I just, I'm going to make it through and I hope everybody else does. And, uh, you know, but stressed, you know, look, I got this show going in London. It's you're zooming. You're in a writer's zoom room, which is weird. I'm in a writer's zoom room. And I want to talk, I know we talk about Hollywood stuff on all, all of these things, but I want to say the reason this podcast is so great. And for everybody out there, all you creative people, you can do a podcast and, and I'm not scared of your competition. Fucking bring it. But everyone can do this. So I want, I get all these DMs people want to know, <laughs> should I get into the writing business? And I'll tell you, like, I got a great show going right now. I got Matthew Vaughn, one of the great filmmakers in the world, uh, directing the pilot and producing it. But it's still, it's just, everything is is a challenge and it's a grind and you want to get it going. And right now, obviously, nothing's moving quickly. I'm supposed to be in London right now, but that's not happening. They just went into a full-scale lockdown. I never thought I'd be saying this, but how would we replace you? That would be more challenging than anybody. Well, I hope the it's audience... Weird. Because I do have a couple of jerk-offs out there who are like, get Doug Allen off that shit. We don't need him. Replace him with Piven. Everybody loved Piven. So maybe you'll replace Piven him and, with Piven. Piven and Dylan would I mean, be, I mean, that's ratings gold right there. Are you kidding? Well, I might have to think about that. I think if you go that. Piven, Dylan, then you have to be off and you're just well, behind I'm the scenes. Happy and it's like, to be yeah, behind the scenes. That's a pretty star-studded podcast. Happy to be right behind there. the scenes. That's why I'm, in, I'm uncomfortable right now in the room. Would I own a piece of that show if that happened? Because I would sit back for listening to Dylan and Piven actually talk together i mean that would we'll be work great. something out we'll work something out off air so but as far as dms <laughs> i want to talk about these dms I, go. I know i know where you're going listen doug got a dm chris mancini got him up we're calling I, you out you're calling him out calling out okay. chris mancini okay 
I want to say this. I know everybody. No relation to Jess Mancini. (laughs) Maybe. I have no idea. But Chris Mancini, I'm getting tons of DMs. I can't follow them all. Doug is very sensitive. So when you you DM him, he he will take it personal. You do. Way too personal. That's not even what we're talking about, though. It's business, and you take it personal. I'm just saying I can't follow all the DMs, but Chris Mancini has sent me a shirtless... I love it how you say his name DM. like your best friend. He sent me a shirtless DM. He wants to help out on the podcast, he but sent he's fucking me, shirtless. He sent me a couple shirtless DMs, too. I I did take note of the fact that he wasn't wearing a shirt. But based on... Oh, you did take note of that. But based on the content of the DM, I, I didn't think it, it was, was shirtless-based. Okay. I think he just... Guy that doesn't like to wear a shirt. I mean, do we know where he's from? Maybe he's just... Is he in Hawaii? Maybe. Maybe he's not a shirt guy. I, he might not I mean, sure. I didn't get a creepy vibe from Mancini. I didn't even say it was creepy. But what happened was I get the DM. He probably thinks I'm creepy because what happens is I get the DM. And right now, this podcast, especially when we know Dylan's not going to be here, I'm just thinking you're about panicked. That's content. what you're stressed about, right? I'm just coming up with content. So Mancini sends me this shirtless DM. And the first thing I do is I screenshot it because I want to send it to you. And the next, I didn't know people could know that you screenshot them. So How do you know? I don't know. Is there a note? You get a notification? If you I screenshot, somebody knows that it got screenshot. I don't know. But the next thing I know, Mancini's like, yo, bro, why you screenshotting Mancini me? Mancini will kick your ass, so, But forgetting that he'll kick my ass, all of a sudden, Mancini thinks He's shirtless. Like, I want and him And he or thinks something. that you're like, kind of like. Yeah, like I'm into him. Like I'm saving it for future use. Right. You okay. love that. You love yeah. that shirtless. But Mancini just But he's so a diehard fan, Mancini. And he had very nice things to say. Mancini was He great. was just shirtless while saying them. And that bothers you. You know, Look, I'm not homophobic. I don't care. Well, you're also not a shirtless guy. I just meant for yourself. Mancini like he looks good without a shirt. I don't want you wear that a in shirt. My DMs. You wear a shirt in the ocean, right? I, I mean, as I see, you wear well, a shirt. In forgetting the ocean. what I do, yeah, I'm I do right. Yeah, okay. well, that's for sun protection more than anything else. Because right. by the way, I'm a fucking getting jacked during this pandemic, <laughs> bro. Listen, speaking of getting jacked, you look really good in this photo. So I, I, I can't really say much. But this photo, photo? that you post every other day of, with you and Dylan in Italy, and you're you're jacked, <laughs> right? Well, so you love that photo. Just now, so what you were know. you doing? Because there was a potential wedding so you were working out well you know what this is a good social clip let's show the world this shirtless photo okay, let's see what mancini I, I, thinks about i, this I don't want to i don't want to out myself in this situation what i i had a uh are you but, outing yourself right now? You had a what? You were getting married, and you went on a marriage diet. The marriage. It has nothing to do with it. This was early on in Photoshopping and stuff. Are she you took telling the, me she that took, you Photoshopped I didn't your do body? anything. I didn't do anything. All oh I knew was, God. all I knew was, I got, I got the picture, and I'm like, you know what? I'll post it. And the next thing I know, I'm not exaggerating. Peter Hockfelder, if you're listening, my boy in Florida, he called me up. He goes, what? Yeah, are you doing? I, I, What's your workout regimen? I was like, what? I didn't, you're like HGH. To be honest, I didn't even notice there was any difference. And that was like four years ago. But a lot of people commented. I, I'm sitting there. I'm frozen. I'm looking at this picture. I'm like, I, I want to say something really bad. But I can't. I, you know, you look good in the photo. But it's a photo. Good for you for admitting did, that. Did you screenshot it, though, Connelly? I mean, I did you save it? I, I might have screenshot. <laughs> I want to get you and Mancini. And so, so muscle what, was added. Some weight was taken off. Are you kidding me? But what I want to say now, and I will, if I have to, I'll because I remember you being in semi-summer Italy wedding shape, but yeah, look, that I'm in picture. good shape. I'm 50 years old. The bottom line is, listen, I don't photograph myself shirtless. It just doesn't happen. It didn't happen when I was 14. I just don't. You're I, not a shirtless guy. It's just also we talked about it also, and you know, I know he doesn't follow us on Instagram anymore. But the only person who calls me shirtless is Russell Wilson, and I don't want shirtless dudes calling me at all. But right. I don't want them sliding into my DMs. And then, he, I got, but you're saying like you're, you're all right. You're implying. 
that this shirtless dude like slid into your DM uh, when he was really just compl- he had nothing but great things listen, to say about the podcast. Listen, Mancini, answer the fucking question. Mancini, throw a shirt on. Were you were you trying DM to make does- a statement by being shirtless in this thing or not? Or uh, it, my theory is probably didn't think much of it. Maybe he's just a shirtless guy. It's All very right, possible. Well, uh, he can answer us. But what I'll say about me, I don't take shirtless pictures, but I'm on a I'm on a fucking roll in this pandemic. I'm no sugar added. I'm working out every day. I'm I'm doing this just six weeks push ups to get you to hundred push ups. That's and I'm a up, great, by the way, you wouldn't have to do anything. If you just did push ups, I'm up you'd to, be 50, good to go. 52 this morning. So you did 52, 52 push ups this, this morning. Yeah. You may be shirtless so after I, the pandemic. I'm gonna be shirtless and I'm gonna send Mancini shirtless shit. You and Mancini should do side by side shirtless. We always talk Let's about it. If you want to get someone's attention, you take your shirt off? No, you do something. I don't think that was the right move. Well, we've been talking about him for eight minutes. So maybe uh, it did work. Okay, so you want to talk content? I got content for you. Okay, so for everybody out there, there are three Kevins at Action Park Media. There's Kevin Dillon, Kevin Connolly, and Kevin Corrigian, who's in the booth. And he is our, you know, Jedi master, the editor. Okay, so... When, when Connolly stumbles over right, shit. Right, right, right. Well, we, he cleans up your mess after you leave. And we were in here, Kev, what day was it? It was like Friday or something. It was, it was a quiet day. It was just the two of us in here. It was raining. Again, we have the two-way glass. The streets are super quiet. LA's locked down. We see a, a, an SUV pull up across the street, right? Guy gets out of the car. It's pouring. It's like raining. It was, and, and a very, it was a very cinematic moment. It was a very cinematic moment because it was kind of dark. And this guy's walking. And, and I'm like, man, this guy's walking. This guy's walking towards this building. Now, let me just set up, though. Connolly has set up this action park media like a fortress. It's a two-way glass. You can't see in from the street. Yeah, it's, like a, it's like a music studio. You ju- it just doesn't look like a place you want to enter. So. Right. Or or you have to know you're going there. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, I'm like looking. And Kevin is sitting there. And I'm, I don't know. I, I panicked. For, for a second, I thought. The Gambinos have finally come for me for the Gotti movie. I had the thought. I had the thought. I'm like, I'm going to have to shoot my way out of this. Um, in walks the guy, and he's like, hi, I have a delivery for Doug. <laughs> Kevin and I look at each other, and I'm like, uh, well, what, what, what is it? He's like, and, and, he, and he's got his Simon's secret dipping sauce, right? That he, he comes in with one bottle. Simon's and, secret sauce. And, and also, too, it's COVID. It's like, hey, man, wait, wait, wait right there. Don't move. Put Doug's dipping sauce on the, on the, on the end table. So just to explain to everyone, Connolly does not like that my mail comes here. Anymore. You know, everything comes here except yeah. the challah bread. The one thing that I wanted, you're laughing, but it's true. So, Simon, Simon, you tell me. So, well, then Simon goes out and he gets an extra additional dipping sauce for... Kevin Corrigan and myself, and now we each have a bottle of dipping sauce. And now we got him in the place, so we're saying. So what kind of dipping sauce is it? The what? dipping sauce the dipping sauce is excellent, but again, this you, came, have you tried the dipping sauce? Yeah, it's great. This came from this came from a DM though, again. Like was he shirtless? You, if you want to oh he was not shirtless, but he was offering something. Like where Mancini is offering. But you his walk body. in with one bottle of dipping sauce. <laughs> listen, yeah, how about a, like a six pack of dipping sauce? Listen, what I love about Simon, and we're gonna get into this more as it regards By the way, this is not you, a paid ad either. Yeah, but no, but as it regards to you, we're gonna get into it in a second. What I love about Simon is he's an entrepreneur, he's getting out there, he's delivering something, and if you like the product, great. Okay, so that's what we're going to get to you in a second because Connolly is in a Shark Tank moment right now that's happening. So let me explain what Doug Ellen has brought to the table aside from my my golden voice to golden the podcast. shirtless voice. So I have brought investors who now believe that Victory is working and Action Park Media is a company to be reckoned with 
despite the fact that they cannot get a blue check. But <laughs> well, let's stay well, on this for a second. Me, I want to get to that. Let's stay on this for a second, though. People want to invest in Action Park Media. They've heard the podcast. They know I'm paying for my own parking, my own food, and everything You're not else. For so, Kevin, what do you think about this? Investors want to come in and actually blow you up to the next thing because we just saw Wondery, another podcast company, sold for three hundred million dollars. So right. the course We're nowhere is- near selling for that. But listen, it is. I, by the way, I've been going back and watching episodes of Shark Tank. Um, listen, it's tricky because truthfully, I don't, I'd be lying if I said I knew the answers to a lot of these things, right? They're a good group of guys. I know I like them a lot personally. I just don't want to make the wrong decision. So, you know, it's, so, it's, well, it's, it's tricky. Are you but ready though? Are you ready for the, am right I ready to go before the sharks? Here to go to the next level? Of are course. you ready to go before the shark? I'm ready to go before the sharks. Um, look, we've done a lot with, uh, with, with very few uh, resources and we do need to go up to the next level. So yeah, it's going to be, uh, and it's funny too. These guys move fast. So this is like, happening now who knows next year uh start of 2022 we we could be we could be in a two-floor studio well we could be wondering it's entirely possible you know so but they want to come in they want to bring in real people that like run businesses because Connolly, it is amazing Connolly has done this like basically just with force of will. And when they're like, hey, Connolly, you want to give us his books? Right. Naro like, and I, Naro and I, I do books. like, I'm not a books guy. They're like, yeah, well, you kind of. It's not that I'm not a books guy, but I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm not an operating officer, right? I'm a, I'm a content guy. I know what podcasts I want to do. I yeah. know where we want to spend our resources. But yeah, I, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know how to, I, I have no desire to talk to the landlord and, and, and operate this from a business standpoint. That's why you have an operating officer. Well, I think what's going to be interesting is I want to film the moment because we're going to put Connolly in. They want to install a board, which Connolly would be on the board. Oh, I have to have board meetings. And Connolly at a board I'm, meeting. Dude, would I'm be... excited. Could you imagine? I think I'd be really good at that. There'd be a quarterly board meeting that, that I would have exciting. to prepare for for a few days leading up to it. So that would be awesome. And you know, can I tell you the best thing? I might be on this board as well. I may actually invest my own money into this Action oh, God, Park the, Media the, Company, the, even though they don't have a blue check. But uh, if I do that, this board, they promised me there'll be good food at every board meeting. <laughs> yeah. which no, it'll exciting. be a Zoom board meeting, especially yeah. for the next <laughs> six months. Speaking of the blue check, that's the other thing. Honestly, man, you guys heard it. Doug's buddy, Steve Freeman, nice guy. I appreciate the effort. Came in here, you came on the call in and you shot your mouth off about all your connections and blah, blah, blah. And you're doing this and that. And, and we were flagged as aggressive. And then we shut up. We didn't say a word for 30 days. And then you submitted it and you went over for 2 with getting the blue check mark for APM and Doug's girlfriend, Sarah Sanderson. Now, if he got Sarah's blue check mark and APM, it, I go, okay, maybe there is a problem with the APM blue check mark, but he, he hasn't proven that he can do anything. The guy's over two. Well, we're going to find out. I'm not going to get into the Steve Freeman of it all. Well, well, he's what an I, over. He's over. What I do want to talk he's about shirtless. is it's, ridi- it's ridiculous that, that Sarah doesn't, I mean, Sarah had a movie on last week. It's like, I don't know what's happening with Instagram. It's like these blue checks. I've, I've seen a lot of people on Instagram that have no business having a blue check. And again, the people out there that are going to send me stupid DMs like, stop with the blue check. It is important to run an actual business, right. to get calls back if you want to book guests. Well, also, too, it builds the following, and I need that to I, to offer these other podcasts. I'm starting to think that there's something behind the scenes. I don't know what it could be. I don't know what it is, but these investors are ready to write checks to you, but only if you have a blue have check. A blue check <laughs> so that's that, wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. We're going to bring Emmanuel on. We're going to bring Chad Lowe on. We Emmanuel, don't have, Shrieky, and Chad yeah, Lowe. Yeah, we don't have Matt Dillon's brother today, but we do have Rob Lowe's brother. That's exciting. And do you know what Chad Lowe has that you don't have, Kevin? What? An acting Emmy. 
Does he really? Life he goes on. He won an Emmy. Welcome back. Victory, the podcast scrambling episode. Kevin Dillon is is ill, as we know, and we are scrambling for power players. Who do we so, go to? Who do we go to in the bullpen? We go to we go to the to the queen. So <laughs> the first lady of Instagram, <laughs> Emmanuel Shrieky from Malibu. How you doing? Hi. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, honey. Will you teach Doug like a, a lesson in how to be like one percent as happy as you are? What what's your secret, Em? What is? What it? the fuck are you so happy about? <laughs> you want to know why? Like I said, I'm in Malibu. I mean, it's so beautiful here. I'm looking at the ocean. You're looking at the ocean, but you can't step outside because if you do, you're going to get COVID. It's in the sand. No, it's in the it's water. Not, it's, it's not. No, it's so, there's nobody here, Doug. So like sunset walks every night. It's just been amazing. So we were here for three nights. This is our last night. And it's just, you know what I think? I think that we all collectively need to make a point of connecting with nature whenever possible. Conley likes to connect with nature. <laughs> Emmanuel, we have a we have a question. It may err on the personal side. Are you stoned? <laughs> Doug is Doug has developed a drug problem. Are you stoned? Not yet. But, but I have it. Right. Either. Are, are you an edibles person or do you smoke? Uh, do you hit the joints or that? What, what's your, uh, what's your, I get crazy with edibles. Like sometimes it's just too much, you know? Right. I mean, Emmanuel, <laughs> listen, I mean, uh, well, I don't know what I'm this. allowed to do. Connolly tells me I have to be real sensitive when I talk to everybody today, but, but as long as Doug thinks he's Mike Wallace, no, like, I'm not trying to catch and stuff, but listen, what do our fans want to know about Emmanuel Shrieky? They all want to fucking marry I her. I said, is she so, stoned? She, okay, she's I don't care so if she's sweet. stoned. I want to know what's going on with her boyfriend. Well, I want to fucking this? meet Sam. I've never met him. <laughs> I met Sam. Why isn't he proposed to you? How long is it going on? I went on a double date with him and Sam. You did? I didn't get that call. No, you didn't get that call. You weren't going to make that call. Was that another like $150,000 Saudi Arabia trip? (laughs) No, it was, uh, yeah, it was a birthday party here in LA. You didn't make the cut. You know, I was thinking about this when I was falling asleep yesterday. Uh, So I worked with Chad Lowe on the Entourage film. And then I did Super Troopers with Rob Lowe. And I did Rob Lowe's television show from a couple years ago. So I've worked with the Lowe brothers. You work a lot. Nice. You work a lot. You really do work a lot. She does. And, you know, M with, uh, you know, I, I'm <laughs> with, a, with a baby on the way, as we know. Kevin has a baby about, on the way. Yeah, that no, he, is. He, he, well, no. you left it out there. Well, yeah, Kevin okay. has a baby on the way. Kevin Connolly has me, has a baby on the way. And we're talking about, <laughs> and I'm thinking about Lamaze, like a Lamaze class. Do you remember the day we shot the Lamaze class scene with Chad Lowe? Yes. This is in the Entourage movie. Your 40th birthday, Kev. That, that was my 40th birthday that day, yeah. And I was thinking yeah. how how this is something that could very easily happen like in Hollywood. But or, you need to you know, set up what this thing is. Right, so. well, we're at the Lamaze class, and, and Emmanuel Sloan is super, super pregnant, and we're doing our basically our breathing exercises, and Chad Lowe is like looking, staring at Emmanuel, acting like I'm not there, and he like mouthing to her like, how are you? Hey. How are you? And and do you remember? And we were hysterically laughing. We were dying. And it's like got to the point where, I, you know, it's so funny. Right. Well, it's one thing to laugh in rehearsal and then maybe you laugh on take one. But at a certain point, you got to pull it together. And you and I were having a tough time because it was funny. It was funny. So we're going to bring him on to talk about that. Not for nothing, Kev. I feel like there were so many moments during Entourage where we had to pull it together. Right. Like where we be like, all right, come on. Come on. We have to stop laughing. But my point is, if it's you and I, it's different, right? Because 
whatever, it's us. And it's it's us that has to be there longer. But, you know, you move in for a, an actor's close-up and it's Chad Lowe and, and we ruined his first three takes. I mean, it was pretty wild. So I, I hope that doesn't happen to me at Lamaze class. But also, too, at that point, we were broken up because you knew about Melinda Clark. So I guess it was open season. Do you think Sloan had an affair with Chad Lowe? No. No. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Well, that, well, that's the question everybody asks is, did Sloan sleep with Seth Green? I mean, that's... Seth Green or Chad Lowe is the two big ones. I get that every day. Do people say that to you? Uh, all the time. Right. <clears throat> what, about Seth Green? About Seth Green. Where they just wanted... Doug, we talked about this, right? They never hooked up. Do we know, Doug? I don't the, even Doug, know you're anymore. the ultimate... The, you're, you're the final decision maker. I think they Did up. Sloan... I think, you know, the, the way I view Sloan... She can tie one on once in a while and get a little fucking crazy. Sloan's boozy? Are you saying that Sloan you know, is boozy? I'm saying once in a while, she can just let herself as go. We, as and, we've seen, yeah. she has a wild side. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. We're confusing Emmanuel and Sloan. I'm saying I can tie one on, but I would do that with Seth Green. <laughs> <laughs> you that's, said it. You said it, not me. That's so, Emmanuel. You know what? We got some questions. So, you're saying that you would not sleep with Seth Green? Sloan would not sleep with Seth Green. Although, by the way, you know, again, I've known Seth Green a long time. Seth Green's always done really, really, really well. I know he's married and what have you, but he's always done really well with the ladies. He's a charming dude and great dude. Right. Hundred. Yes. So no. let, let's see if we could rile Connolly up. But we got some Instagram questions. D Wiz 007 Real fucking original name, by the way. Could so like why can't you just put a name on that? But anyway, she wants Mr. to know. D Wiz. He wants to know would she ever date a guy like E in real life? Because he's not buying it. D Wiz ain't buying it. What a guy that runs a major, major management company. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's insulting Connolly yeah, e or well, what. He was a bit of a stick in the mud. I, I think I can say that. I think I can say that it might be a little boring. What do you think, Emmanuel? Um, no, I think that she would. Yeah. I think that she, you have to remember Sloan was like. What was so interesting about Sloan was what you see is not what you get. <laughs> Meaning. You know, she here she is. She comes from Hollywood royalty. She's lived this privileged life, you know, blah, 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 blah. But the truth is, she really just was quite grounded and would want to, I think, find that in a partner. She wasn't, listen, she wasn't into Vince. She was into E. Yeah. I mean, so that's... Human. Yeah, she's only human. Well, it's a good question. Well, well, um, Brian Rouse has a question, too. He says the chemistry between Connolly and you seemed hard to fake. Was there ever a real spark? Ever? Listen, people never want to believe this, that Emmanuel and I, and I believe that it, it added to the success of the run that we had, was that we always had a, a special brother-sister relationship. That just, I, I, I don't yeah, know by the what way, to say. That special brother-sister when someone is as beautiful Emmanuel means started real early. She said, listen, I'm not interested. <laughs> no, we never, we never, we never ever had that moment. Emmanuel will tell you, Emmanuel will tell you that never happened. You get the call, you got this part, you know you're going to be in this relationship with E. Is there a moment where you're like, wow, Kevin Connolly's really hot or Kevin Connolly's not my type or I hope he's not a fucking creep, any of that or no? Because Doug, I don't know if you remember this or actually I don't even know if you know this. Um, actually, my God, Kev, I'm about to blow your mind right now. Uh -oh. Okay. Social so clip. I know, it's such a great story. So 
Okay, so Kev and I, you know, we had so many mutual friends, but we didn't know each other when I auditioned, you know, for the show. Cut to like early 2000s. I had just moved to LA. And I mean, Kev, Doug, I think you know this about me. Like, I, I love what I do. I love being an actor. I take it very seriously. So one night out at the club, Kev, you're going to laugh so hard. One night out at the club with like my girls. Pray. I don't know you yet. We were on Prey. <laughs> Sounds Dio, like Kobe, that whole crew is out. Okay. And the club closes and we get the like invitation to go back to Leo. <laughs> to Leo's house. Yeah. Go back to Leo's house. So I'm in the car, you know, with my girlfriends in my car. And I was like, guys, we can't go back to Leo's place. They're like, why not Leo? I'm like, because it's Leo. I'm here to, you're not going to Leo's place for an after party. I am not going to be that girl. You know, I will, I, by the way, I love you that you, that honestly, that you said that because so many actors would be like, I'm going for whatever reason, the right reason, the wrong reason or whatever it is. So it's a like fun par- it was fun parties. Yeah. Back in the day. But also, by the way, I have never gotten that call for the Leo after party, by the way. And yeah, do you know what? You stick out like a sore thumb at that do you, know, do you know what Leo says to Connolly? Like, I know him, what, 25 years <laughs> he now? He calls Doug the producer. Yeah, he like does I, it on purpose. I come at the goal. He's like, Connolly, your producer's here. I mean, it's just so <laughs> fucking lame. So, all right. Well, we'll get you guys on the pickleball court. Um, uh, since then, right? Just by Kevin and I, you know, doing entourage together and doing everything. I mean, I would say we've definitely had like the most world class times, right? With totally organically. We travel as husband and wife. Emmanuel was afraid when we went to Saudi Arabia that she was going to have to sit next to some like weird dude on the on the eighteen hour flight. So we had to we had to travel as husband and wife. I get to carry the bags. I get to do all the all the terrible stuff, and uh, and then I just and then we we go to sleep. But we did. We were like, you can't separate us, you know. So we 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 traveled as a team. And you know, yeah. look, the, the truth is, people can say whatever they want, and that's fine. But but it's just not. It's just simply not. I just not. I mean, case. listen, people can say whatever they want, but really the truth is you couldn't get her. I mean, that's right, it. Right, you right. couldn't get her. Just like she wasn't that. going to Leo's party, she wasn't going out with right. Connolly. Right. All right, so Connolly is, as as we all know, he's done great with the ladies, but this was not going to be. So for everyone, we never need to talk about it again. Never need to talk They're about it They're best friends, their brother and sister. And By the way, while Doug is uh, attempting to air out Dirty Laundry, <laughs> do you know, Emmanuel, that Doug is afraid to call Carla and ask her to come on the podcast? It's not... It's not afraid. I he feels like I don't know. I don't want to ask if, ask her a favor. It's just weird. I don't know. She would be. I. She would be overjoyed to come and join the podcast. So, Emmanuel, are you? You know what Connolly tries to do. He tries to embarrass me. What did I did said, you not? What did you? What say? I said to Kevin is I haven't spoken to Carla in a year, which is kind of weird, and I didn't want her to feel like we were trying to use her. I wanted the show to get successful enough that I felt like it was mutually beneficial to everybody. Doug so, wants to hit the number one spot before he asks Carla. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, yo, Carla's cool. Just ask Carla. It's not about Carla's cool. I love Carla Deaf, and now we're going to ask her. So Carla, now Carla, I guess we'll just it. send you this clip. Poor <laughs> Doug is Doug, Doug is intimidated by. Carla, you're intimidated by Carla. I I am not intimidated by Carla. Were I, you attracted to Carla in the early days <laughs> of Entourage? Is you that know what, what this is? Okay, 
what man in the universe has not been attracted to Carla? Let's you know, start there. Carla's very popular. By the way, that's always a tricky thing when people say, were you attracted to somebody? And again, there's a difference between being attracted to somebody and wanting to actually do something about it. But of course... Finding somebody attractive and being attracted to them are two of, different things. But right? also, of course, when we were casting, I mean, when we were casting, Emmanuel Sloan... We were looking for the guy. That was legitimately what we were looking for. The guy that everybody wants and to she's marry. She's an attractive woman, right? Emmanuel had that quality. Carla does as well. And uh, Malin. It just could, the list just goes on I and mean, on and on. We've we had, have beautiful right. women. And then, by the way, there's nothing homophobic about it. With the guys also. I spent a lot of time going, these guys have to be attractive, you know? And uh, Thanks, we did our best. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sometimes that doesn't work out. Emmanuel, do you think, as the first lady of Instagram, do you... By the Do way, Connolly's think- saying that because I made a slip up. I called Emmanuel, who we call the first lady of Entourage. I accidentally said on an episode, the first lady of Instagram, and now Connolly's been well, hitting it's me also, with it. Also, it went viral, bro. It went viral. <laughs> People think it's very funny. Emmanuel, do you think that we can pull off, and what does it look like? Because we do think that the ultimate, by the way, we had Piven back to back episodes. It was great, it was fun. The ultimate episode is the, the ladies of Entourage. So how hard is that to put together? And can you help us put that together? A, 100% help you put that together. Let's do it. I think it's Carla, Constance, Perry, Perry, me. That's good. I mean, by the way, if you get, if you can line up those four, we're, we're in, we're in business. Yeah, Done. I love that. All right, let's, big let's do Done. that as quickly as we can. All right, Doug, so, by so, the way, you're beat, Emmanuel. Doug's going to start blowing you up. Like, when are we doing the first ladies' of entourage? When are we going to have all the ladies? Yeah, yeah. Emmanuel, Emmanuel knows, said it. Emmanuel yeah. knows I'm just a relentlessly irritating person. Yeah. I really like. I'm afraid of Carla. I honestly very don't intimidated ask, by Carla. Emmanuel knows I don't ask people for things twice. They say yes or they don't, and that's it. So, so have you asked Carla once? I haven't asked Carla yet. I'm going to ask. I want to send Carla just so we know and a little shout out because Carla. Emmanuel probably knows this as well. Introduced me to delicious chocolate chip cookies, which everyone can order online. They're absolutely amazing. Another free ad read. They must be sending cookies to your house by the fucking barrel. <laughs> well, I, Doug doesn't eat cookies because I'm no sugar added, but I'm going to get both of you cookies because you can handle it and you're younger. But delicious cookies that Carl introduced me to are freaking amazing. There he is, Doug. Oh I tried. I tried. All right. So we got more fan questions. From well, we got, yeah. We're going to take two more fan questions and then we're going to go to Chad Lowe and get, get into Enrique, this. Okay. Enrique Arias wants to know. Uh, do you remember what the funniest moment you can come up with while filming the show? Anything stand out to you besides what we're going to talk about with this Chad story, which was the movie? So during the show, is there anything you recall? Oh, God. So many. Kev, are you thinking what I'm thinking? <laughs> I mean, I'm, there's a couple. What are you thinking? The one at the sushi restaurant with Mandy Moore and... Uh, <laughs> By the way, 100% Kylie was thinking do the anal sex something? Scene. Do you want to hear something, Emmanuel? Do you know that the next episode that we cover, it's that episode. So, But where oh. we go, we went to the Geisha house. And uh, we're at the Geisha house and we're, it's, it's all the guys and Emmanuel and Mandy Moore. You know, it was a Friday yeah. night and it was the end of the week or mid, or the middle of the day. Who knows? But long story short, we're, we start to start drinking real sake. Right? <laughs> Is that what happened? Oh. <laughs> I don't understand. Like at one point the director got so impatient with us. Right. <laughs> like, we, were, we were hammered. It was Dan Adius. Was it yeah. the general? The it general. Uh, Adius doesn't fuck around. But he was like him and he's like, all right, stop laughing. <laughs> stop <laughs> laughing. Right. And then, and we're like, dude, and, and listen, there's nothing better than a sake buzz. <laughs> it's just smooth. And we were, by the way, Mandy Moore included. There was every single person at this table was, was in pieces, incontrollable laughter. 
Who else is at the table? Adrian, Mandy, Emmanuel, myself, Dylan, and Jerry. All around a circular yeah. table at the Geisha House. Everyone's having sock. Everybody's, everybody's just, just got absolutely lit. And, right. and, and at first it started out, you know, whatever. You're, you're kind of doing it on your own before long. We're like drinking. And, and again, it was funny. And then you got a crew of 100 people looking at you, right? <laughs> like finish this So scene. tell us, Emmanuel, yeah. what, what do you remember? Well, no, I just, I literally remember, you know, it's that thing, Doug, when you're on set and like, <laughs> and you've got the giggles and you can't stop. And then you get told to stop laughing. It's the sheer panic. It's the worst thing that they could say is like, you have to stop laughing now. And that train has already left the station. The best thing that he could have done was said, all right, everybody take five, right? That we probably should have just taken five minutes. Well, I can tell you, as I remember, and maybe I'm crazy. The only times that I can remember not being able to control myself with an actor, I'm dead serious, were Jeffrey Tambor and when Chad Lowe was in that scene, two scenes. He did the scene at the Lamaze class and he did this scene at an audition with drama. And Chad, who I already knew was a great actor, I had no idea how funny this guy was. Great actors can do it all. Right. So if you think about Chad Lowe and you look at his career, you don't necessarily think of him as a comedic actor. I mean, he won an Emmy in a drama. You think of him as a drama guy, but good actors can do it all. And he's funny. He's well, funny in real life. Let's get him on. Let's bring on Chad Lowe after Chad this Lowe. break. All right. Welcome back. Victory, the podcast. And we've got Emmanuel Shrieky still. And now we've got one of the people that made me laugh the most in the 10 years of doing this show and movie was Chad Lowe. And how are you, Chad? Wow, that is that is saying quite a bit considering the cast that you've had and, and the run you guys have had. So uh, I'm not sure I'm ready to accept that, but uh, but I hear it and I appreciate it. Great yeah, to see well, you guys. Well, it's true. And it's weird because I, I haven't seen you since the set live, I don't think. You know, we see each other on social media. Life is so weird now. So I feel like I see you all the time, but I don't. So how's everything going? We're all healthy, thank God. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, my house is definitely getting smaller and smaller by the, <laughs> by the week. It feels like with three kids and, uh, homes, you know, the, the, the virtual learning and, uh, all of that. And so I think, I don't think families were meant to be together quite this long, but you know, we're good. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing just fine. Thank right, you. Good. Uh, I miss you at our breakfast. Doug okay. is always, uh, know. knows, always knows the right spots to, to oh, go. It's just, it's He's just sad. But what I'll say, Chad, I always like to bring everybody in and I like to talk about what they our guests have that Kevin Connolly doesn't have. <laughs> and Chad Lowe has an acting Emmy that Kevin Connolly, correct? Kevin, you don't have an Emmy? That just seems bizarre to me. It is. It's criminal. <laughs> no. The system is rigged. <laughs> it is rigged. You know, Chad, we were t we were talking to like before you came on and, you know, listen, a good actor will be good at everything, right? So, when I th would think of you, I, I don't know, I never really thought of you as comedic actor. I mean, you had done kind of more of the drama stuff. You won your Emmy in the drama. I just, I don't know, I just never thought that you were You were that locking funny. him into a box. Not locking him into a box, but you know a, a certain kind of work that he does, and, you know, he's super successful at it. But when you came on, so I, I wasn't in. I know Doug was raving about you with the <laughs> with the uh, the initial scene with Kevin Dillon, but we were talking about the Lamaze scene in the movie. Let me now, just let me just set up everything. So so Chad did two scenes in the movie, which one was at an audition with, with Kevin Dillon, which when we were talking to Piven last week, we were talking about these vocal exercises that <laughs> apparently Piven had done on set 
for years that I swear I never noticed. You so never Chad, heard him? Piven would go, <laughs> Piven would stick his fingers in his ears and go, that was his thing. So I did not ask Chad in this audition scene with Johnny Drama, I didn't write in the script that you were doing these vocal exercises and, and Chad just started doing this shit. So anyway, do you remember that day at all? Or? Oh God, I remember I remember it vividly. But you know, one of the things I remember uh, really appreciating was that you you were like, yeah, just just do something. You, it was kind of like one as scripted and one just like for fun and for free. And I was like, I want to try something. And you were like, yeah, yeah, which is always great as an actor. You know, I'm sure you guys can relate that as, the trust of a director to say, you know, give you some freedom to play around. And it takes, it's it's vulnerable because you feel like, oh my God, I'm going to do something that's this, you know, Doug could just look at me and go like, what the, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing, dude? Like, what are you doing? Like, you're ruining my movie with this, this, <laughs> but you were really, you were great for giving me the freedom to try something that I wasn't quite sure would be funny. But <laughs> one of the times that I could not stop laughing on this show was during that scene. And then we got to Connolly, who's about to have a baby. Well, not this, about to, this but- is how it came up. So my my girlfriend's pregnant. I'm having a baby girl in June. It got me thinking about me and you and Emmanuel in the Lamaze class scene. You remember that? So the little backstory on how I got to be. Obviously, I've been I was such a fan of the show and watched every week, you know, when it was on. Um, and I got a call from my representative saying, would you like to be in the Entourage movie? And I, I remember thinking, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Um, so, I, so I said, yes, like just, just immediately. I just said, yeah, abs- I'm in. Whenever, whatever, I'm in. Because I, I I'd known you from Kissing a Fool. Was it Kissing a Fool? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Were you in Kissing a Way Fool, Way back too? when. <laughs> and... Uh, so um, I was Chad know, is I a kissing a fool so I, fan. I am a kissing a fool fan. So I went in and I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. So then I think it was about a couple of weeks later. I think I got it was back in the day when like scenes, you know, you'd get a, a fax and I got a fax for the sides for the day because there was no <laughs> script that I was able to read. God. And, and I remember thinking like the night before going like, what have I signed up for? Because apparently <laughs> I'm playing myself, which, you know, like I, know, like, I understand if you want like Rob Lowe, you've got like, you know, A plus, you know, I'm kind of somewhere below that B minus B plus. I'm thinking, why, why me? Like, why has he chosen me to be in this? And then I started imagining a scene where like, I don't know, where like, drama was going to, you know, like E was going to do something, you know, like with a strap on. I was like, wait, this could go really, this could go really south. Really? Like, am I going to be in some like lingerie in this scene? Am I going to be like, they're going to ask me to do nudity and they're going to, I had no idea. So I started getting really nervous about showing up the next day. Did we ever talk before? I don't think we did. I think I showed up really blind and I was like, just putting my faith in you that you weren't going to completely take a piss out of me. You know, it's, wow. it's funny, Chad, that you even you, you bring it up. So people ask, obviously, with Kevin and Matt and Chad has had a hugely successful career. As I just said, Emmy Award winning, directed tons of television. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The if, real deal. Yeah. Real I mean, like it, it's one of the funny things I say about this business is like there's people out there that are working beyond successfully. And, you know, when they have a brother who Rob is just this iconic figure so kevin has dealt with that has that been something that you know was it a competition between you guys at one point is it a is it a friendly thing that that you both bring each other up or how does that go i mean brothers 
First of all, need I say more? Right. There's always going to be sibling rivalry. And now that it's funny, now that I have my own children and I, and I see, and I have three, but I have girls. Right. So I, I look at the rivalry between them and I see my middle child and I'm the middle child. And I go like, oh my God, it was, it was like, this was so much of this you were just born into by birth order. And yeah. so much, I mean, my oldest kind of walks around like she, you know, created, <laughs> The earth and can do no wrong, and the middle child is just desperate for attention. Yeah, the middle child's trying. fucked. <laughs> fucked. I mean, I, I, I was fucked before I, we even became actors. So I, um, so yeah, there was always sibling rivalry, and you know, but but I have to say, he doesn't have an Emmy. Uh, he does not. Have a, <laughs> nice. Does not have a Best Actor Emmy. <laughs> And he was not on Entourage. And let me tell you what I did for Rob Lochad, because this is a true story. This is right out of Entourage, because I won't mention his agent's name, because maybe that's not appropriate. But his agent asked me if I would do a favor. And the favor was... On a three-way call, this was a complete fucking ruse. I was getting on the phone with the agent, and at the same time, he was putting on the producer of, I don't know if it was Lion's Den or West. I don't know what it was. But I said, listen, I want Rob on the show. I want to give him a four-season contract to be Ari's rival. Can we get him? Now, I don't Gary even, Cole. Yeah, now, <laughs> I don't even know that Rob was ever going to accept this, but basically, it was a negotiating ploy to get whichever show Rob was on to offer him more money and supposedly. Oh, you were part of it. Good for you. I was part of of negotiation. Well, I'm a low fan. I'm a fan of the low family. And and, and Emmanuel, you worked with Chad and Rob separately, right? I'm a fan of the the low brothers too. (laughs) Oh, you guys. I'm the only, yeah, just uh, me and you only had that one glorious scene, Chad. That's it. That one glorious day, but it was awesome. Tell us about what your working experience together. And then we'll get into that scene a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, it was working with you, Chad, on that Lamaze scene with Derrico. We were talking about this earlier. We couldn't keep together. You were so good. Oh, you guys. About the ability of, like, you know, an actor to sort of to come in blind and to just deliver, like, milk every moment that milk. And that's exactly what you saying that he was chewing up the scenery? Is that what, is that what she yeah. said? And by the way, Chad, this is what we do on this podcast so we can get guests. We just kiss their ass. Tell them how fucking great they are. But I do mean this. Chad is like, to me, is like Kevin Dillon, one of those guys that you see him do comedy and you're like, how is everybody on the planet Earth not getting this guy to do something in comedy? Right. So we have to find something. If I ever work again, we have to find something to do again. Don't so. don't hold your breath on that one, Chad. Don't hold your <laughs> yeah, breath from your that. lips to God's ears. And I think I know the agent who, who the story you were telling. It's, it's uh, Richard White. It's Richard Yeah, White. it's White. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's such a, that's such a White's that. move right there. That's and by the way, it was a genius move that I always said if Entourage, if it ever came back, that's something that you do because that's the type of stories that we would tell. And they are the stuff that actually goes on in real life. So it was pretty cool. But anyway, Kylie, get into that well, scene. Well, Chad- the thing I'm saying about the Lamaze scene is we all know in Hollywood, L.A., you know, sometimes you find yourself in, in weird situations. And I, I had the thought that 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 could happen theoretically, right? I mean, so what was your backstory, Chad? Yeah, I mean, you seem like an actor who's going to come up with the backstory. So what happens in the scene is Kevin is Sloan and E are doing their Lamaze class. They're kind of in a precarious situation in their relationship. We're Here co-parenting. Comes, We're yeah, co-parenting. they're co-parenting. Here's <laughs> handsome Chad Lowe across the way with I forget who you're with. He's with a woman yeah, also. No, well, he, yeah, it was, no, he was, wasn't at a Lamaze class by himself. <laughs> yeah, he had a girl. Saying, he had a, also had a pregnant girl. But he's looking at us and he's mouthing like, "Hey, how are you?" So what were you thinking and, there, like, Joe? How are you? 
<laughs> uh, I was thinking, how did I get? How did I get here? <laughs> like, what the, the hell fuck am I, I doing? Uh, what am I doing here? Right? Yeah, you know, you kind. I mean, it's 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 kind of fun to not have a not have a total backstory that has been written for you. So, and not to get too like actory on it. Um, I just thought, well, it, you just play the circumstances. You just you play what's right in front of you, and I just you believe it to be true. And so I just believed it all to be true. So what did you believe to be true? Because we're debating we were, t- we're debating. And did I'm, you have an affair I'm with I'm trying her? to tell Doug that Doug gets to make the final decision on that, but he refuses to do it. At this point, the audience does, and Chad can only make the decision for his David actor. Chase would know. David, David, Chase, David Chase is does. better than me. We know that. So, did, Chad, did, did was you— Was there a date? Was there a date between you yeah, and Sloan? Yeah, what happened with you and Sloan? What was going on there? <laughs> Well, I mean, as I can only go by my experiences coming up in Hollywood and dating, which is that absolutely they hooked up <laughs> at acting at acting class, at acting which class. is usually how it goes down. It's like your your scene partners, you know, which is like code for right. freebie, you know, right, like right. You, you just fully get it on. So in my mind, it was a torrid affair that had happened years ago. I mean, this was, or, this was years ago. Right. But it's one of those things where like you, you put, I wasn't sure she remembered that we had hooked up. Like right. it could have been one of those, like she's boozy. Yeah, d- there was that night. Did we actually like, we were drinking in the scene. It was like, we were doing something true. We were doing something like true West scene or some like really edgy scene for acting class. This is all my backstory. I like it. And uh, there was a lot of drinking involved in, and we went and rehearsed at a Sounds condominium. Sounds like Emmanuel. <laughs> yes, Emmanuel. And we, we hooked up <laughs> and we hooked up and I wasn't sure she remembered. So I was kind of, I was kind of trying to give her that, like, I wanted, you know, I wanted obviously Kevin's, you know, I wanted E to know, like, look, it's cool. Like, I'm, I'm cool. Like, I'm cool with it. But do you know that we hooked uh, up? Oh, yeah. You but definitely that, communicated but that. But by the way, that is that. the question I have. You are playing, in right, my you, opinion. Is he pushing E's buttons? Yeah, like what I see is you're antagonizing E more than anything. <laughs> which is why Doug loves it, which is why Doug loves it. <laughs> no, I, think, I think there was a little bit, and I can only go, like, I'm a little method in the sense that I like to draw from personal experience. And, oh, you know, like... <laughs> so my wife and I will show, you know, like we'll go to a party, right? And she, Here I go. was, I was married for a while <laughs> to an to an actress, and my wife Kim, who is we've. She's was here working in Hollywood. And so we all have history and we'll go to a party back when we could all go and meet at parties and be around each <laughs> this other. This story is going to sound and terrible. It's going to make me And you'll meet somebody like I'll, I'll meet somebody who'll come up and say, hey, Chad, how are you doing? And then I'll be like friendly with them. And then they'll leave and she'll go, did you, did you, did you guys hook up ever? And I'll be like, no, God, no, no, of course not. But then there are those times where we're at a party and Somebody will come up to my wife and say, hey, it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you in so long. And there's just that, like, familiarity and that comfort with each other that I kind of look at her when the person leaves and I go, you guys, like, hooked up, right? And she'll be like, do you really want to know? And I'm like, maybe I don't want to know. <laughs> so, so that's where I was going with this is, yes, we had hooked up. I wasn't sure if, if you know, if Connolly knew if his character knew I suspected. that we had hooked up, but I wanted him to know that we had hooked up. Why? And, 
Just send you're antagonizing. You're sending a message. <laughs> that's what you do in Hollywood. You got to piss on something. Yeah, you gotta, there you go. You got to take. You got to be a little bit like you know. Look, I, I know you guys are here. You're having a kid, and that's all good. But I just want you to know, like 10, 15 years ago, now, we had a crazy now, night. Chad, some night she should tell you about it. Yeah, and now Chad, listen. <laughs> as I said, you, you know whether we consider the entourage movie art or not is for others. To it's determine. probably not but, art. But the bottom line is, your art goes out, and it is what it is. When I watch it, I see Chad Lowe going, "Listen, motherfucker." <laughs> this is what happened, and I'm causing a problem. So why I bring this up, because you do bring some of your real life into acting. And I know Connolly pulled some shit at a real <laughs> life house. This is not E. I didn't this pull is, any this shit. This is Connolly it was in- antagonizing endearing. Chad Lowe. Maybe it was endearing. <laughs> we'll hear Chad. At a party, so someone set the stage when this party was, and what happened? What did Connolly do to Chad Lowe or his wife? <laughs> Connolly, you want to start? Or I'll, you, you know what? Look, I'll let you. I'll fill in. So this is so Hollywood. We're at Drew Barrymore's house. <laughs> I mean, that's all you need to say, right? right? So somehow we ended up. It's at a Halloween Drew party too, right? It's a Halloween party for a Halloween right. party. If Gee, I'm I wonder mistaken, if Connolly's you... dressed as Gilligan as usual, which he wears every I, year. I actually was. Which, Gilligan. by the way, rest in peace, Marianne from Gilligan passed away. Right. So anyway, go but, ahead, Chad. Sorry, I think he, you were Gilligan. I if was. I remember correctly. I was. He's or very Barney original. Rubble. It was either Barney Rubble. No, I was Gilligan. I was Gilligan. He looks like Barney Rubble. (laughs) Barney Gilligan. (laughs) There are a lot of memories from this party. It was a great party. Kevin came in and upstaged all of them. But I remember being (laughs) at Barrymore's house for a Halloween party. But Drew wasn't there. So I'm not sure she knew there was a Halloween party <laughs> happening or maybe she was in her bedroom or something. I don't know what was going on. But we I were, was there, my, by the way, but I didn't see this incident. Were you there? But anyway, I was there. Okay, so my wife, Kim, and I, we didn't really know that many people. And it was, I remember feeling it was like kind of weird. Like nobody was really doing much. And like, I couldn't, there's no food or anything. I was like, what kind of party is this? Right, and it's like, and, and it's like kind of high anxiety because I, I, I feel the same way, Chad. Nobody really knows anybody, right? Everybody's in costume. It's just kind of awkward, right? Because also when yeah. there's when there's famous people around, sometimes you're like, do I know them or am I supposed to not look at them? Like, it was right after he's just not that into you, so it was like Bradley Cooper and I like Ben. It's like a bunch of people there. My my anxiety levels were at an all time high. But go ahead, Chad. So, and you took him out on that. Ex- low. Well, now it all makes sense. So he took him out. He took out his anxieties on my on my wife. Now now this is gonna. Now we're gonna take it back to the what I was saying before about like how people hook up in Hollywood and don't remember. Kevin, did you hook up with my I wife? I did not hook up. Oh with my god! Wife. Absolutely not. He Absolutely. just pulled a raging okay. bull. Kevin, did you fuck my hey. wife? You fucked my wife. Not. <laughs> I did not. No. You fucked my no. wife. Saying something else. This is this. <laughs> I wonder, um, Kevin. You're gonna be. Uh, you're gonna let it I go. I would now. say I would. I, that's uh, okay. not true. Thank you. Okay. Go Thank God. I think she she would have told me anyway. <laughs> I just remember she was pregnant. I left this little detail out. Oh. So my wife is pregnant. <laughs> oh Jesus. Like, what does so like Kevin Connolly pre- do to your pregnant wife? And how do you get back to him during the scene? Because that's where it's going. <laughs> that's where, that's this, where is, this is. This is this is actually really the. This is where it all all began. So we were awkwardly standing around by a pool, and she, <laughs> here comes here comes Gilligan out of nowhere, ready to throw my wife. He grabs my wife from her back, like she's talking to me, facing away, but facing towards the pool. And she and he grabs her and. My memory is he pushes I, her. I pump faked her. I pump faked her into the pool. Like I, I gave her toward the, the pool, <laughs> but then at the very last minute, like grabs her and turns her around, and she's like, and then I think you looked down and went, "Oh shit!" Like you didn't know she was pregnant. <laughs> 
By the way, do you know her at all? Here's what it was, and and I mean this, and I'm not just saying this, Chad. I I get unco- I get a little uncomfortable at those parties. When I looked at you guys, I I felt a marital vibe. No, I just spent, uh, I did. I swear to God, I just feel like they're cool. I just knew. That Talk they about were a guy cool. who can't read the fucking room. I just knew that maybe not right now, but tomorrow or next week they'll get the joke. Right? That, <laughs> that I was kidding. Now, now, now that said, I did not realize that she was pregnant. I didn't know she was pregnant, but I, I knew that they were cool, and we had we had a laugh about it, right? Or or no, you guys did another lap around the pool and came back and said, "Hey, what?" <laughs> now, by the way, just for everyone listening at home, Emmanuel's her face, which. Kind Molly can't say she's in disbelief at this story. By the way, she it can't. sounds worse than it was. Chad, it was in good fun, right? Didn't we have a laugh? They still laugh about it <laughs> years later. He's like, I, "This is why the middle. This is why the middle child is so angry because Conley shook him up." Is this pre the movie? Oh yeah, this is two thousand nine, oh two thousand ten. This is genius. Well, I mean, you got the joke though, right, Chad? You know, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of course, no, actually, uh, from my perspective, it was, I was like, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of odd. <laughs> I was like, it was a, it was a little odd, but I also recognized like two, two kind of like minds, which were, we're both at this party. Right. We're both awkward. Right. I'm from Ohio. You're from Long Island. <laughs> right. What the fuck are we doing at Drew Barrymore's Correct. house by her pool on Halloween? Correct. And yeah, let me pretend to throw somebody in the pool. That'll help. Right. Um, and, but then I look at you and my wife, my wife goes, that's the guy from Entourage. That's, that's <laughs> Thank God, by the way. If he was just the guy from Happily Unever After, you would have beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and I remember thinking we we did actually have a good laugh about it. And in all seriousness, it was actually very funny. And right. it's only only funnier, made funnier by the fact that my wife was like seven and a half months Yeah, I didn't, that part didn't, I didn't, did not And you know. did not know that, clearly. <laughs> right. So it was funny. But then I think you and I had met previously at a hockey game because we're both right. such big hockey fans. Right, we're diehard hockey fans. And I used to play play hockey on a team with your brother with your yeah. brother Micah. By the way, Emmanuel is in stunned silence right now. She's it's, like, it's even for tough, Connolly, this tough is to tough to translate well. that story. But uh, Kim got a laugh out of it too, right? Kim wasn't upset, right? Maybe the pregnant thing was not great, but... Oh, uh, we've... Uh, Emmanuel, I know you're talking... I want to hear Emmanuel. She's trying to say something. God forbid, okay, that... Kev, someone did that to Zulai. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Listen... When- them a new asshole. <laughs> no, I, I I knew that they would get the joke, and I knew I somehow knew that I don't know. I, I looked at Chad and I felt a friendly. I knew I knew he was a friendly, and I just I knew that Kim had a good sense of humor. I don't know how I knew that. I just knew. Listen, just for everyone listening who who's now thinking that Colin's out of his fucking mind, <laughs> he really is one of my favorite party people. He just is the life of the party. That being said, <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent. Kim doesn't hate. The th- Kim doesn't still hate his fucking guts. Uh, she I doesn't mean, hate my guts. I think. She she thought it was funny. Does she remember this? No. Oh God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is Kim there? This is a lo- Chad. This is, is a lot there? to. <laughs> hey, is- honey. No. <laughs> She's like, I yeah, can't I- believe you're on a fucking Zoom with that guy, that asshole that tried to throw me in the pool. It's actually was very funny. Uh, there were no hard feelings whatsoever. But it does. It does kind of. It's a good story to tell because you do feel like the punchline is going to be. And I turned around and I kicked that guy's ass. <laughs> but it wasn't like. It it wasn't like that at all. It was he was like immediately horrified yeah. and was like, "Oh my god, I, I'm so sorry." <laughs> and we, I think we, I think I was grateful at that point because the party was so awkward and bizarre. I was just grateful to have 
somebody to talk to. Not that I didn't want to talk to my wife. Great icebreaker. And by the way, Chad, not to take away from your conversation now, but I now know it's so weird how art and life come in because I just watched Kevin Connolly's short film directed by Kevin Connolly with, listen to this cast, Robert Downey Jr., Zoe Deschanel, Amanda Peet, Tim Roth, and Tim Roth. And the first scene, Ro- Robert Downey Jr. walks in and just pushes Tim Roth in the fucking pool. <laughs> no, he pushes him in the pool. And th- is this prior to that, this that incident? That was prior, yeah. I was inspired by that. So yeah, it may have been inspired by that. But yes, you could. everybody could watch this short film online with four basically Academy Award or Emmy yeah, winning Ken, actors. It's pretty great. So Connolly has done things. Gotti is not all he's going to be known for yes. when this is over. Yes. So we're clear. If I make it through. If so, I make it through. Anyway, what else is going on? Chad, what like are you able to work during all this? Like, what's happening? Emmanuel hasn't stopped working. She's uh, her work has accelerated during the pandemic. Oh. How's it been oh. for you? <laughs> it's a different world over there, Vancouver. Where are you? Where are you right now, Emmanuel? Right now, I'm in Malibu, but I go back to Vancouver on the 10th, and we're shooting there. Stop flirting, you two. What, are you, what is going on? <laughs> this is making me uncomfortable. Like the movie, there's like freedom in Vancouver. Like you can do things and live and and not get sick. It's pretty amazing. So, but Chad, are you working? What's going on? Well, it's funny because I, you know I have been directing for the last 15 years or so. I've really focused my career on being a director and. I've directed a movie, and I, I didn't have the cast that 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 Connolly had. I mean, geez, I, but I did have a pretty. It was a it was a great experience, and I've been directing a lot of uh, television, and that's the way to go. Know, it's funny because I'd done a couple of shows that shoot up in Vancouver. Uh, I was doing The Flash and Supergirl up there, and they they. Dad, you need to come and do an episode of my show. I'm doing Superman and Lois. Boom! Glad everybody's working, Boom. but me. Boom. Commission oh, Action Park Media. Yeah. By the way, I would I would love that, but you know what I've found out is they're not they're not really hiring uh, uh, directors from the states up there right now just because of because we are such idiots and can't seem to get a, a handle on this uh, fake uh, uh, hoax virus that's will be over. Which uh, by, which you know, by like, the which by the way, Chad Kevin Kevin Dillon is sick right now with it, and he's going to be okay. Oh but, no! But but he has oh, it. Jesus. So I'm yeah. So, sorry. so all all of the lunatics with this fake bullshit Ugh, are, are yeah. really. It's. Like, I mean, Kevin's Kevin's okay. But Kevin's going to be okay. You know, he's but, sick. It's, it's, but I do have some. I do have some friends who've gotten very sick, and this is very real. And uh, you know, we should all yeah. we should all take it seriously, and we should also look at the fact that that Connolly did deliver that cast for a short film, but yet he can't deliver some of these people for the podcast. So let's talk about this because, Chad, let me tell you what's happening with the podcast. The podcast is growing fast. We have actually investors who want to put into Kevin Connolly's company, which would be great because some of the things that happen that won't happen in the low budget. So maybe you can say Shark Tank. Maybe Chad can say what happened from his perspective, because yesterday I spoke to Chad. I said, can you do 10? Chad said yes. I said Connolly, he's in. He said, give me his contact. I gave him his contact, and then Connolly never contacted Yeah, Chad, him. Doug and I had a fight this morning, just so you know. Oh, no. Yeah, I, no. Did, I, did I cause a fight? No, Connolly cause caused the fight. At, you were at the center of it, because <laughs> Doug, Doug thinks he knows everything. He said to me, Chad's in. Chad's in. And he sent me the contact. I was just going to thought I'm out at that point. I thought, I thought talent was... doesn't have to go track you down after that. I landed him. I got the fucking whale. And now it's up to the, <laughs> you to the producer. You know? So, yeah. so yeah. what happened from You're your not perspective, talented. Chad? Chad, you got Free a, of talent. Chad then thought we blew him off. And uh, I don't know. The, the, the narcissistic middle child. And actor, combine that director. with an actor. Oh, my God. A middle oh, child. But Chad, Doug gets very gun shy with high powered guests. He I really mean, does. I didn't want to. Oh, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm that guy, clearly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Were, well, Doug and I, uh, we had two minutes of silent treatment. Because yeah. of you. If there wasn't fine. social distancing right now, we would have been on the ground. <laughs> no, just from my, from my perspective, um, just to so clear the air, you tried to push me in the pool, but I wasn't pregnant. No, I, I, I don't know what it was. Listen, here's the thing, guys. I'm, now I'm going to play Peacemaker. Okay, Thank and you. I'm going to tell you this. During this craziness right now that we're all going through that we just covered, everybody needs to give each other a wide berth. Okay, so that's my perspective on everything, and especially in my marriage. Birth, give everybody a wide berth. You know, just Chad, like, can no. you give me a wide berth? Chad, I'm inspired by what you said, and, and Kevin, I want to apologize for my part of this battle. You okay, a wide berth. Wow. That was big. That was sarcastic. Doug, that was, that was no, very wasn't. big. Thank you, Chad. Thank you. I was being very sincere, and this is what happens. This is when you battle. I apologize, Emmanuel. He has dismissed it and did not <laughs> respond. He's like I apologize. He is well. like Fonzie. No, you did not apologize. He can't apologize. He can't say I'm sorry. Hey, accept the apology, Doug. Accept, accept the apology. He I just I heard it. He just apologized. Thank you, Chad. Thank you. There we're we go. Call, okay, we're going to call you more. Now often. it's become my podcast, and I'm going to play Doctor <laughs> Phil. Thank you. Well, I accept the apology, and I'm going to send you both bottles because. We don't have sponsors yet, but we have proper 12 whiskey. I'm going to send you both bottles of it. They're my bottles. I'm going to send you one of Connolly's bottles of proper 12 whiskey. <laughs> you two are like, you two are brothers here. I can tell. I Pretty can much. see exactly Pretty where much, this, so. how this all goes down. No, I, I, there was, there was a text, Doug, you and I texted and you were like, great, I'll let you know. And then Ooh. I, in truth to be told, I slept in, or I think you said, I, I, I'll, we'll get back to you or something. I slept in uh, because I'm finding it harder and harder to wake up the what longer and longer we, we're like Chad, locked down. Chad, what kind of 50 plus year old man with children is able to sleep in? I wake up at 5.30 a.m. no matter what time I go to sleep. You sleep in? I wish I could sleep in. That was a little slow I, We response. have trained our children. The only downside is that they go to bed at like 10. So we don't have a lot of time to ourselves, but they go to bed at like 10. And how old that's are not they to say now? We, well, the four-year-old goes to bed earlier, four, eight, and 11. Because let me and tell they, you a little trick I yeah. learned. You know, when I, you know, I remember my ex-wife left me alone with the kids once. And you know what? I, I was losing my fucking mind. So I changed all the clocks back. This is when they were like eight, nine. So oh I made God. it like, you? but I did two hours. And at like four o'clock, I was like, bedtime. And they were like, what? What's going on here? So those are just little parenting tricks that I have. And, that sounds and like a great trick. Kevin, I'll impart like that on you for later in your life. Amazing trick. Can I'll you believe Connelly's going to be a father though, Let me Chad? tuck that one in. Into the old uh... <laughs> Emmanuel loved it. Come on, Chad. Can you believe Kevin Connolly's going to be a tip, father? Doug. Well, congratulations. Thank you very much. Very exciting. And Chad, I don't know if you want to throw your hat in the ring. I'm trying to get them to name the baby Doug, whether it's a boy or a girl. So even Chad, though you know it's a boy. I would not. I would not curse a child with the name Chad at this <laughs> juncture. I just hanging Chad. Uh, Ch every every like bad geeky either like bully is like named Chad in movies right. or like. The geeky, like, weird cipher is named Chad. Well, the best the Chad ever. Just... Was he Chad or Chaz in Weird Science? Chet. He was Chad. Oh, shit. Sorry. Chet. No, but Chad, but Chad takes is a like a thing. Chad really takes a beating now. So I'm not going to. It's like I'm a Bengals fan. My wife is a big 49er fan. And I just told my kids, look, you're 49er fans. You're not Bengal fans. I don't. I would not curse you with with this. But you had the best. Chad so. Johnson was. Uh, I mean, you had By a great way, Chad. Chad. Chad we had Johnson. a good Chad there. That's true. That was a great Chad <laughs> for true. the Bengals. So. Chad Michael Murray. The list goes on and on. Connolly, congratulations. Thank That's you exciting. Very much. Do you, Thank are you. Are you announcing the gender of the baby? Do you yeah, know yet? Are you going to be gender neutral? It's a baby girl. Uh, they they did their gender girl. party. They burned down half of West Hollywood <laughs> doing their gender reveal party. So. <laughs>
Chad, thank you so much and uh, be safe. Hello to the kids. Thank you. Please, Thanks for Chad. Everybody. Chad, from everyone at Victory, please, please apologize to your wife for what Kevin did to her. Um, that would be really she meaningful. She knew it was a joke. <laughs> hey, hey, Kevin, was that your cell? Did you? Is that your cell phone that I got the message on? Yes, yes, that was my. Oh, cell you'll, phone. you'll be hearing from Kim later this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very Thanks, much, Chad. Chad. Be we'll good. Talk to you later. Wait, Chad. I'm going to get you. You're going to come direct when they allow American directors back into Vancouver. Oh, my God. That would be. Is it? Is it a. Is it a Berlanti show? Is it a Berlanti oh, show? By the way, God forbid she gets Connolly or yeah, I have yeah. fucking what, job. What am I? What? Listen. <laughs> by the way. What am I? Chop liver. Yeah, Connolly. Listen, listen, Connolly's hanging out with. I mean, you got to have an Oscar to work with Kevin Connolly. Action Park like. Media would love to take credit for making this happen between but, Chad and By the Radio. way, that's a newsworthy article. That could that's get you your blue check mark. Me a blue check mark. <laughs> Keep us posted. Keep us posted. All right, you guys. All right, we'll see you, Chad. All right, Thank bye, you. Manuel. Thanks. Thanks. Well, that was great. Honestly, seeing Chad and, and right now, not being able to see he's just a funny guy he's funny as he's hell and that was great and emmanuel we're gonna get emmanuel a real mic emmanuel, and she's gonna start coming on a lot if emmanuel lands chad low a directing job based on this podcast i'll be the happiest guy in the world wouldn't that be awesome how epic would that be and it all started on the victory podcast yeah and he's overly qualified i mean like that he's in that tv show world you should you should do it Keep well i think world. what we're starting to learn emmanuel is that everyone involved with this podcast with the exception of me somehow gets and, an income come out of it right. <laughs> no you got a commercial out of it okay so that was right. pretty good right. so anyway this was great right. yep we got an extra episode coming friday with emmanuel you better tune in sheila jaffe it's a and, good one yeah. yeah it's really good great casting director did the sopranos entourage ballers uh She's just done it all my yeah. pilot that never saw the light of day because hbo decided to fuck me but anyway we'll talk about that at another time thanks so much for coming in i'm doug ellen follow us please at victory the podcast emmanuel thank you as always Thank you, guys. Love you. Talk soon. See you soon. Ciao.